1: And now, we return to the purveyors of real estate knowledge. Your Real Estate Chalk Talk. Hey, welcome back to the program. This is your Real Estate Chalk Talk. We're broadcasting from the Rack Shack Barbecue Studio in Egan, Minnesota. Hittner Group H-I-T-T-N-E-R Group.com. We were talking with Kelly Keegan about protecting your home. And uh, I'll just take you like, through the scenario. I'm in bed I woke up. Someone was rummaging around in the house. I went like this. Sheila was there. I knew it wasn't her. Someone's out in the house. Uh, we got a problem. Pull the shotgun out from underneath the bed. I go out. There's a, there's an intruder in the house. Startles me, and I shoot him. Mm -hmm. All right. And now walk me through the next steps of of what it is. Kind of pick it up from there.
0: So what we're saying is first call for aid. call 911. Okay. Say, hey, send somebody. Somebody's been shot. And actually don't even have to say I've been, I've shot somebody. You can just say somebody's been shot. Please send help. Second, call a defense attorney. The attorney's going to tell you.
1: Don't call any defense attorney though, right?
0: Correct. Who should they call? Well, me. Okay. (laughs) I'll help you. I'll help you.
1: All right. And what number should they dial?
0: Uh, My office number, which rings everywhere, to my cell. Which is? is? 612-584-3834. Okay,
1: hard to get that idea. And can
0: I say one thing, too? (laughs) Yeah. I get a lot of the concealed carry people that call me. They take their class and they say, have an attorney on retainer. You don't need to do that.
1: Okay.
0: We'll be there. Mm -hmm. We respond. This is what we do. We Mm -hmm. respond to emergency situations. You don't need to pay some attorney ahead of time and have a relationship and that kind of thing. We will be there. So... Keep okay. my number, but you don't need to have me. Keep the keep the number in, in your but phone. I would
1: have senior pay your retainer. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but so so call an attorney and people. That we were when we left off, we were saying you know don't talk to the police. Okay. And people say, well, if I don't give a statement, aren't no. they going to think that this implicates? And, and they're going to pressure guilty? you to give a statement. They will absolutely, and it's really difficult because your adrenaline's going, and you want to just talk about what happened. Clear yourself, right? Um, but don't talk to the police because you're going to say something that you regret later. Inevitably, you will. And defense attorneys would far prefer to construct the narrative afterward than have some client making a really idiotic statement, Mm -hmm. and it'll happen because your adrenaline's gone. So um, call an attorney, and when you tell the police, I don't want to talk to you, you don't have to say, look, I'm not talking to you. I mean, you can say, look, I would love to talk to you. But on the advice of an attorney, I need to wait till that person can either arrive, because attorneys will come down Mm -hmm. in that type of situation and respond and be there as your advocate. Um, But, you know, just make the attorney the bad guy.
1: (laughs) So it's two o'clock in the morning. It's not like you're sitting there waiting for the phone to ring.
0: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: So we call the number and, of course, it goes to voicemail like everybody's phone does.
0: Right. And. This is what I'll say. I mean, it, it, you know, against my own business interest, this is why it's good to be a U.S. Conceal carry association member mm-hmm. because they have a list of attorneys. There's a couple of us in the state who respond to this type of thing. And ideally you'll get somebody. I mean, it doesn't have to be, you know, yeah, people sleep, right? I'm just on high alert, you know, Mm -hmm. 3.30 in the morning. Somebody's going to call. I just know it. This is a rough one.
1: (laughs) I back my car into the garage, not so I I can rush out quickly like a fire truck.
0: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You know, (laughs) my little blue lights that I got going on. Yeah. Um, But so, you know, attorneys will tell you. Make the attorney the bad guy. You mm-hmm. would say, Look, I'd love to talk to you, but this attorney has been up and down with me about not speaking to the police, and I need to follow that advice until we can sort this out. And police, I'll tell you, police actually understand this. They have a response team when they shoot somebody on mm-hmm. the job, and that is the first thing that they do. I need a lawyer. You know, lawyer up, as they say, mm-hmm. because it's your Fifth Amendment right to remain silent is there for a reason. It's something mm. that protects you, and you want to use it.
1: Lawyer. That's the only word you should say. I want a lawyer. Lawyer.
0: I want a lawyer.
1: I want. All right. And once you so, do that, okay. By the way, so, that, so, that, so, so the, now you come. Yep. What keep, keep going through walk the scenario. Through, walk through that dialogue. When you when you arrive or when you first so so then what so are they going to do? The, so, the, so I'm still I'm still in there. The coppers are there. The right. ambulance comes or in, yeah. and and uh, hauls the guy away, dead or alive, whatever. I don't know. Yeah. So what happens then do they say pat me on the back and say well sorry buddy we'll talk to you in the morning or they drag me down the, the station the lawyer
0: what? the lawyer's going to tell you look we need some time mm-hmm. we need to have we might we might be willing to come in and give a statement you don't have to i'd want to find out first as a lawyer is my client a suspect Are they looking at this as possible criminal charges on their end, or are they looking at this as truly an unfortunate incident? And you're far more likely to be considered as an accident or an unfortunate incident if you don't make statements that are idiotic, Mm -hmm. don't make any statements at all, quite frankly, because then it's up to them to figure out, look, do we have probable cause, which is a 51% standard of saying it's more likely than not that a crime occurred here in order to move forward with that idea that you're a suspect? And so... I want to give it time. We may be willing to come in and give a statement, but not until this person has had a chance to process what just happened and to slow down. So it's it's not going to happen right away. But I Are, take over as an attorney and want to talk so to the police. So do they arrest me? They Not necessarily. They could um, if they think they have probable cause that a crime has been committed. But they don't have to. Okay. If they don't think that that's... At present, at that point, or they're trying to figure out what happened, then they're not going to arrest you at that point. They shouldn't. In order to arrest somebody, they have to have probable cause to do so. And so, if they arrest you, there's a sign right there that they're going to consider you a suspect.
1: Yeah, right. But if you're in your home, yeah. If like someone broke into not, my right. house. That'd be kind of Chauncey if they mm-hmm. you know, arrest me for it. Right. Yeah.
0: Right. And that, but that's why it's so critical not to speak to the police because these are such fact-specific situations mm-hmm. that something that you think is going to be helpful may later really hem you in and, and be harmful.
1: All right. Different subject. When uh, another lifetime ago, I used to own a number of garden centers, and and uh, our garden center actually in South Minneapolis on Minnehaha Avenue right down the street from Minnehaha Liquor Store in the 3rd Precinct, we were burglarized, robbed at, at uh, gunpoint, robbed at knife point, many times. And so I've seen that. How that all plays out, and and uh, fortunately, you know, we gave them the money and out the door they went, and that and that was the end of it. But what would happen in a circumstance, and if if at that point someone you know points a gun at you or sticks a knife you know in your face and says, "Give me your money," if I reached out and pulled out a pistol and shot him you know that's more of a self defense or like a business uh, thing is any any difference there or how do you
0: Well yeah what you're talking about is self defense mm-hmm. and Minnesota is not a very good state when it comes to self defense in the sense that we we're not a stand your ground law state like Florida um in Minnesota the the main things to remember about self defense is one that you have a duty to retreat so we're not a stand your ground State. So meaning, give them the money. Meaning, well, you have to do. You have to take steps to get yourself <clears throat> out of oh, that situation. Okay. Using force against a person has to be a last resort.
1: Any kind of force.
0: Well, here's that leads to the second point, which okay. is you're allowed to use a reasonable amount of force. Okay. So, for example, if that person steps on my toe, and I'm being extreme here, but if that person steps on my toe, I don't have the right to then shoot them. Okay. You're allowed to use an equal amount of force to dispel the attack, get rid of the attacker. Right. In that situation, it's like, look, if you have no other option, you, if you don't have an option to run or you feel that you don't have an option to run, you're allowed to defend yourself. Mm-hmm. Sure. The third thing is that it has to be an imminent attack. So it can't be, you know, yesterday somebody threatened me and now I'm going to go, right. you know, I feel like this is threatening my life still. So we're, it's, this is why, again, it gets so fact specific because it comes down to, like, if somebody's holding up a gun and saying, look, give me all the money, I'm going to shoot you. I think a person in that situation would feel like, look, if I run, what if they're going to shoot me in the back, right? It comes down to what is a jury or a judge going to say about is that, do you have a duty to retreat in that situation Mm -hmm. or did you feel like you had no other option? It's subjective. And Mm -hmm. did you use a reasonable amount of force? If they're pointing a gun at you, they're threatening a, a crime of violence against you, a felony crime of violence. Your life is indeed threatened in that situation. And if you shot that person feeling like you had no other option, then that would be within your right. But here's the thing about self-defense. You don't have to prove that it's self-defense. The state has to prove it wasn't self-defense. So the burden's not on you if you get charged with a crime. Ideally, you don't want to be charged with a crime and going through this conversation. But the state has to prove that it wasn't self-defense. And they try to prove it in one of three ways. The threat wasn't currently imminent, wasn't happening. You used too much force to try to get rid of that attack, or you didn't retreat when you had an opportunity to do so.
1: Who who decides if you have you said responsibility to retreat? Who decides
0: that? That's the court decides. I well, like pretty much a prosecutor have, and jury. Geez, yeah, and that's geez. why I say this is you just don't want to get yourself into that situation in the first place. You know, the talk about in concealed carry classes, don't take your gun out unless you plan to use it. Right. So you know, ideally, you don't want to get in that situation in the first place, and that's why it's just it's real tricky. But and it's sometimes, subjective.
1: I mean, in in these cases, you're you're. Oh, there's a case recently there were it was a, a immigrant guy had a business they came in and robbed him they've been he'd been robbed many times he got robbed again and he chased the guy out and shot him mm-hmm. so he actually chased the guy pursued him
0: mm-hmm. and shot him mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: that's a problem
0: that's a problem shooting people in the back that's a problem yeah because again what if they're you're not you with retreating. your stuff
1: though well they that's still, a defense still, of property
0: though. And what what amount of force are you allowed to use to defend property instead of your person?
1: That's a right. good point. We're gonna answer that question when we come back. This is your real estate chalk talk, we're broadcasting from the Rack Shack <laughs> Barbecue Studio. We're gonna find out the difference between protecting yourself and protecting property and your the right, different right. Uh, approach to those things when we come back. We gotta go out and pay some bills right now. that